Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be back. Many, many thanks to the one and only incomparable Birdman, Ken Hackman, for being here last week. Lance, I understand you all had a little bit of fun. We tried all, to without you. All the reports you. are that you all had a little bit of fun. We tried to without you. It Aww. was hard. And, uh, but again, you know, and I... I hear you did. even dipped into some horticulture. That's good. I did. You know, I was able to fall upon the um, the advice that you have given so much, and I've listened, and, uh, and, I, and I knew if I didn't know where to find something in my head... I could go look it up because everything you talk about, I usually Google it when I don't. I think know. the yeah. bookmarks in there must be yeah. pretty impressive by now. Yeah, the the, uh, the, his, the browse history, <laughs> it's solid. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, and it goes all over too. That's the funny thing: getting to do Gallo and Handyman and Mary's show, and I'm, of course yours, and then football. So you know, my browse list. I know Rhino because I use his login. Um, he's like, man, what is he? What, what is, is all looking, this what is stuff? All this stuff he's what is doing, all this man? stuff? Well, eventually you'll have your own file. They'll let you have your own login eventually. You know, here's the thing: I, people who don't people who don't do radio or don't listen to radio don't know what all of us know who are here today together, and that is our ears are actually the best thing in the world, and not, and sometimes sometimes they'll deceive us, but more often than not, you can tell when somebody's telling you what's what. And you can tell when somebody's telling you what's not. So that's why radio has always been my favorite media. And I'm so happy that it has something to do with all y'all as well. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm an antique. But I will say that since I've been writing for the Internet and that their World Wide Web since the 90s, I'm pretty experienced with this. And yet every day I learn something new about this whole digital media thing. I, 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 Lance doesn't even know this. I started watched a whole bunch of stuff this week because we're working on video tips. Wow, do I know more now than I did then. <laughs> so, I'm going to be a better student this week, I think. Ken Hackman, of course, so much joy to have here. And, and he, he's, he had a good time. I got a good text from him. That's fun. And I appreciate him doing that for me. He'll come again, of course, probably the beginning of next year. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out for his time. Now. What's going on in Garden Mama world today? What's going on in your world today? More to the point. That's all about something to grow, something to think about growing, something to maybe talk about, ask a question. The one that I put up on social media last night and got a whole bunch of responses to was, what plant makes you smile? So the collection that you will see if you happen to join us at supertalk.tv today, you'll get to see the ones that make me smile that I should say made me smile on my journey last week. Some pretty things. You know, the ones that make me smile after this summer, I learned a very valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. The green ones. <laughs> Those are the no ones drought. that make me smile yeah, the most. No yeah, definitely. When I look at what I have left, well, and, you I, know, and I go over, you know, I, I, you know, I always try to come by and get to hang out with you once a week at least, and let's you know, talk shop and non-shop, and I get to witness, you know, the garden. 
And it, it's just amazing and inspirational. The water company and I are still on a good basis. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've paid almost all of the water bill for the summer. It's inspirational, oh. but at the same time, as I tell Will a lot of times, it's humbling when I listen to him at 6 o'clock do the high school football preview show because mm-hmm. he's so mm-hmm. good at it. He mm-hmm. prepares so thoroughly. And you go, okay, well, then that's the bar I'm shooting for. And you're constantly humbled that it's hard to get to that. And I, we I, get, that way. I get the same way when I come by and visit with you. It's always inspiring, but it's also very humbling, too, to see how hard I worked this past summer to keep everything alive, and it just didn't. And now <laughs> see how hard you worked. And the, Obviously, the I'm not the good is, teacher that I hoped no, to be, you, but, but just, I'm working on man, it. I'm, I'm getting better you, every time. I, I watered and watered, but you, there's there's something to it. And again, it's not discouraging, though. It, it, it makes you learn, and, and that's why I ask the questions. What, yes. Where did I go wrong? You well, know, where and, did I fall off actually, the track? Actually, the most answers, the, the drought that we had this summer does have a lot to do with where everybody went wrong. But it's also true that it runs right back to the soil. And if your soil is not so great, if it's awful, if it's not, if it's a lumpy mess that you poured out of a bag or dug up out of your backyard, that's not how you're going to grow plants very well in a tough season. And that can be a drought in the summer. That can be wet in the winter. You name it. We have all the extremes in the southeast. And so that's part of why I'm so pushy about Soil improvement at the beginning, not not every year necessarily. Sometimes you have to do it every year, but not necessarily every year. And at the same time, if you're planting perennials that you want to grow for years and years, what do you think they're going to grow in? you got to have good shoes. So do they. There it is. My fall vegetable garden is in. Well, that's wonderful. Kathy is in zone eight. Garlic is planted all around the vegetable seeds and small plants as a companion plant. That's no problem. I'm now reading that the water requirements are different for garlic. Um, some one thing one app tells her that to water it once a week. The others say constant water. Um, how much water can garlic really take? Well, the good news is that if your soil drains well, it can take just as much as the vegetables next to it. Okay. The problem is when we put garlic or any other onion bulb of that sort into a heavy soil and then add water to it too much, we end up with a soggy mess and sometimes the bulbs will rot. So I'm, I'm, I'm more interested actually in telling you that, that onion and, and actually all of the allium family, whether it's leeks or, or onions you're going to eat or green onions or the alliums that are flowers that there's so many of now that we love so much, all of those things can tolerate our soils, but they can't tolerate the heaviest, wettest soils. And that's what causes them to, to go sideways on you. But the good news is if your soil drains well, it can take it. Let's see now. Um, oh, what a good question from Joe in Quitman. He wants to know what the D-A-H-L-I-A flower is. And, and I will... Tell you honestly, I grew up calling it dahlia, but I went to the West Coast and they're a little bit snootier and they call it dahlia. <laughs> so you can use either one. Just know who you're talking to at the time. Um, I love dahlias. Dahlias grow from from really lumpy looking things. One of the things that gives me the greatest joy is a really not so attractive thing that turns into this magnificent flower. And believe you me. The tuber, the little cluster that you will get that is the dahlia, might have, 
a little stem and one leaf on it? Maybe, probably not. It's you, it's really going to look like a, a little stick that's got a bunch of potatoes attached to it because it's tubers. That's what it grows from. And sometimes, sometimes they take right off. Sometimes you have to give them a little bit of assistance. And sometimes, frankly, if you buy really special super-duper dahlias, they have so many tubers attached to them that you actually have to divide those into several plants before you even start trying to grow them. But for the most part, we plant the dahlias. We can plant them anytime in the from the, the late spring all the way through about July or all, even August if it's going to happen to be a warm year or you're in further, further south in Zone 9. You can do that. But that's that's that flower, and I love it. I think it's a beautiful flower. It's one of the best cut flowers because it has such a good vase life, but it's also one of the best garden flowers because there's everything from flowers about, oh, the size of a saucer or less all the way up to what are called you know, dinner plate sized dahlias that'll be as big as your head. And the flowers are really dramatic. They'll impress your neighbors. <laughs> Speaking of, of all kinds of bulbs, but particularly next Monday, a couple of days from now, I will be with Becky Potts at Lakeland doing another one of our Lakeland lunch bunches. I'm happy to tell you it's at 1130. You bring your lunch. We'll bring the, the cookies or some such thing. Maybe I'll bake a cake this time. I don't know. Something. And we'll have sweets, something to drink. And by all means, give yourself the opportunity to come and visit with us. We, we're going to be there from 1130, maybe, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how many questions people have. This time I want to talk to you about planting fall bulbs. We don't do it. We tend to go buy the bulbs and then leave them in the back of the car, you know, or we put them, or we give, end up giving them to somebody else who then puts it in the back of their car. So I want to talk about actually planting them and what it takes to grow them. And among the bulbs that I'm happy to tell you that Lakeland Yard and Garden in Flowood on Lakeland Drive has for you this year about five different kinds of allium ornamental alliums, and they are beautiful. The flowers we've always we always think about. If you think about holland up bulbs and you plant tulips and you might plant crocus and you might, you know, th- those kind of things, then you might also s- drop in a, a giant onion, a giant allium, and it'll be a big stalk and a fat flower of a flower cluster on top of all these beautiful purple flowers. Well, they're lovely, but they're not the only one. There's some that look like stars. There, there's some that look like they're much smaller, so they're not as d- dominant in the garden. You know, they can be part of the scene rather than the focal point. And all of that is really fun to talk about. So we're going to talk about that. 11.30 on Monday at Lakeland Yard and Garden in Flowood on Lakeland Drive. You need more information, Mama on Air at yahoo.com. No, you don't have to register for this one because I have given up. So just just show up. What, what kind of time frame are you guys going to be working? In that? About, about an hour, about hour an and hour. a half if people keep asking questions. You know, we all, we'll, we'll go on as long as y'all will are interested but and what where because i'll probably if i can get out of here in time i'd love to make that we're in the facility will you generally be- we're back in the in the tropical foliage area because that's where we have room for plants but i don't honestly know they'll put i mean for chairs they'll put the chairs wherever they can and we'll we'll be there but they'll they'll ha- have it all set up at the be- the front to let people know where we are the good news is that they just got in another collection, of course, because it's coming into fall, giant tropical plants. So there may not be room in the tropical room. <laughs> we, we may end up up in the front, which is fine. But I have to tell you that in, in another few weeks, I think three weeks after that, we'll be doing those 
what happened to my house plant store? You know, we're going to do that program of how do we take care of them once we brought them all inside. I have been uh, pruning and rooting night blooming cereus because it won't fit through the door and I don't have anywhere big enough to put one of them in the house. The other one is still small enough I can manage it. But I was thinking about all the talk we've had here this summer about the cereus. Here's the thing. It's been cool at night, but now it's a little bit warmer. So things like the Sirius and the the Christmas cactus and even Paul the Poinsettia are still outside. They they like those few, a few cool nights. It hasn't gotten chilly enough at my place in Zone Eight to change their habits. The good news also about Christmas cactus is that if it has been able to go through say a week in the upper forties, you're going to have a lot more flowers. So this is going to be the time to pay attention to those issues. In the Garden Mama newsletter this week, I wrote about. Thinking about moving plants indoors, the the physical things. We always talk about when you bring them in, don't bring them in all at once. Bring them in, you know, get them in a little bit less light outside and then transition them. We also talk about making sure that you've got shelves that are above everything else where they can get to the light from the window but they're not going to be in the way of your life. You know, we we all we laugh about the fact that I dance around the lemon tree in my living room every winter, but that's the way that goes. I don't have anywhere else to put that one. <laughs> so you may want to make some better 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 points in your you, you may want to arrange things better than I have. Let's see. Susan in Bay Springs. Okay, yes. Take the poinsettia out of the closet during the day and water it when it feels dry to the top, at the top of the soil. Mine is real green. It has started to put up red bracts. I mean, not bracts entirely, but red stems that will then eventually be moving their way towards yellow flowers and red bracts. Mine's going to take a little bit longer because I haven't done the 12 hours of darkness. But once you see, and probably Thanksgiving, maybe a little sooner, probably a little sooner, you'll begin to see red forming in the top of that where the, where it just used to be leaves. You'll see red stems and then red bracts forming, and that's when you can stop doing the overnight treatments. The, it, the flowers are initiated at that point, and you can just grow it on in some bright light. It'll be fine. It's going to be very, very nice. Living soil grows things. <laughs> Thank you, Rickson. Feed the soil and the soil will feed you. Keep a green root growing. Diversity rules. Well, thank you very much. That's, so, I mean, that's, uh, clearly our talk is the same, Rickson. We should be drinking coffee here, sitting, talking about these things because you're right. And if we don't understand, you know, soil that is not alive is a highway. <laughs> Okay, it becomes the place that the way you get from one place to the other. It's the traffic pattern in your backyard that you can't get the grass to grow in. <laughs> Those are not living things. Living soil, however, is of course the organic matters, the, the nutrients, the various and sundry things that we put together. I, I have told the story, and frankly, I, it's almost that big again. The the leaves in my back garden come from trees. Even though I lose trees every now and then because they're so old, I've still got a whole lot of leaves and a whole lot of compost. So this year, I'm actually enjoying seeing it all pile up. But sooner or later, I'm going to have to do something with all that. So I've got three different ways of composting set up, and I'm going to be demonstrating that in November. I'll give you more details about that as the time comes along. Might be something you're interested in. We'll be. I'm going to be doing small groups in the garden, and then also doing it online. I don't know where yet. Probably YouTube, but somewhere. Anyway, I have people working on that. 
my huge staff. <laughs> you fired half of them, so I did. That's you know, I it, did. Some people are <laughs> and then the others got time. married, yeah, so you know, I'm. <laughs> half of them are gone. Half of them married. You, I mean, you're working double time it's here. Terrible. Got to come up with some kind of payment for them. The, the the really good news. Plant. The really good news is that I actually ran out of ink on my printer, and I had purchased a previous container of toner because it has doubled in price. Y'all, come on! I'm gonna have to yeah, stop you printing buy them this in stuff. Bulk or I'm quit printing. To stop printing. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Ah, so I tell my mom, you know, she's a realtor me. and oh, man, paper. Yeah, she was Everywhere. for the longest time. She was using the, uh, I think it was uh, one of the big box stores that would, you know, they, I think, it, you know, whichever one does, you know, Staples or I don't know who it is. Office Depot, that's who it is. But she had, a, you know, it'd come about once every two weeks, a <sighs> box of, of toner and you'd go by there and there'd be like five boxes of toner. She goes, I'm just not printing as much. Not as much. Yeah, you can not tell that much. stuff starts backing up. But when you're printing, you're always looking for a dang cartridge. I, I really do believe that when this printer dies, I'm going to give up the whole thing, but it is, it just keeps working and I keep buying toner for it. That's probably Well, you kind of have to. You know, it's, as long as they're working. What you, else you, am I going to do? You're attached. A printer is your best friend. I can't bring this many bookmarks with me. I would be more in the computer than I am in the radio if I did all that. You'd be a hacker. You know. (laughs) And and it is all security, you understand. It's very much, um, it's very much, just in case something else happens, I have a lot I can talk about. By the way, did you know that today is International Apple Day? Now, come on, that's good news. That's not going to make your heart hurt. There's brand new apples, too, by the way. They've taken Honeycrisp and made it even sweeter. Can that be? Yes, it can be. Those people breed some good apples. Ah, here comes our favorite. Now, y'all start listening to this because you're going to hear it more and more and more. All right, here we go. Advocacy, a century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Every week, call 1 800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse. And on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. 
You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. Where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. This time it's Hardy, live in Biloxi, Saturday night, December 9th, and Super Talk Mississippi has the total hookup for you. How about this? We give away free tickets, a luxurious hotel stay at the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino Biloxi, a stretch limo to and from the concert. Oh, and get this, we have an autographed guitar from Hardy for you too. Sound good? Okay, done. Super Talk Mississippi has all of this, and we're giving it away for the Hardy concert. Special guest Lainey Wilson. Keep listening for complete details on how to win it from the Beau Rivage Resort Casino Biloxi. And your friends here at Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win at Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton or go to supertalk.fm slash hardy for more registration locations. That's supertalk.fm slash hardy. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. The Garden Mama Show here on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. We're all, we're, we are in shift. We are moving from the one name to the other name, from the one theme to the other theme. Just so glad you're around. But i got to tell you, if you like the old stuff, you better tape it because it's not going to be up here for very much longer. I thought about that myself. I need, I need a copy of this. I have to do that. I have a small red Japanese maple in a pot. Do I need to bring it in during the winter? The answer would be no, unless it is, for example, a tiny little plant that you just rooted this year yourself. 
if it is if it's a commercial Japanese maple tree, it probably would, will be better off planted in your garden and then protected if necessary during a very intense winter. But they are indeed better plants outdoors. If I wasn't going to put it in the ground this year or if I was going to keep it in a container permanently and it's a young, small tree, I would be sure to mulch the top of the container to keep it watered when things are dry. And also, frankly, keep a hand truck nearby so that in case it's in a big pot, you can roll it into a garage or something if there are frigid temperatures expected, not because the tree will die, but because it will be set back. And you don't need that. So I see that your prefix is 662. I'm going to go with old time and say that's probably somewhere north of Winona, usually. And that means that it will be a little bit chillier there many times. That means the desire for you to protect it will make a lot of sense, but don't overprotect it. We don't want trees and shrubs to become candidates for bonsai, for lack of a better thing. In other words, we take trees and shrubs and turn them into bonsai trees because we do keep them very, very tenderly. We take care of them to improve their ability to put out brand new growth so we can shape them. That's not what we're doing with a tree that we want to put into the garden or even one that we want to keep long-term full-size in a container. And, yes, Orangiola made it through the drought, surprisingly enough. I apologize for that. Oh, Rich, that's beautiful. Big, big display. Now, I thought I thought that I was doing pretty well with my uh, my Halloween for y'all who were looking at the uh, TV today. Yeah, supertalk.tv means that I have to dress better. <laughs> so going a little seasonal this morning. And I'm telling you, though, I, it pales compared to Rich. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for showing that to me. I have to tell you that Trey is, of course, in Grenada, has weighed in this morning, and I don't take you ever for granted, Trey, but I do appreciate that your sense of humor is getting crazier as the time goes by. (laughs) That's a good one. In this picture, though, I want to know which one is supposed to be me and which one is anyway. Never mind. (laughs) Something about those Volkswagen vans that inspires people. I've been talking about going for the opportunity to talk to you about bulbs on Monday, but I don't want to leave this opportunity. When you go to buy something called a bulb, it might actually be a true bulb, all right? Um, I've noticed that they pretty much call all high-heeled shoes with narrow heels stilettos now, but those are actually not all stilettos. (laughs) There's a very specific thing. True bulbs are a very specific thing. True bulbs, if you would look at a daffodil bulb, maybe even a hyacinth, you will see that at the bottom there's this plate. That basal plate is one of the components of a real live true, true bulb. Not a tuber, not a corm, not a rhizome, not all the other things that we put in that category, but the true bulb type. And that's important to know because some of them do act a little bit differently. For example, the the tulips that we grow in the Deep South for the very, very most part are annuals. They are, however, true bulbs. So you have to plant them pointy end up. Sometimes that doesn't matter. It does matter. With a tuber, for example, it doesn't matter so much. People will plant caladiums upside down, for example, because that produces more leaves, they they tell me. <laughs> I've never done it, but I've seen the research and I've seen the fields where they did it. And it was pretty impressive. But not everybody goes that direction. Um, some folks will do a very specific opportunity for them to look look at that bulb and indeed, like a hyacinth, grow it so that only the basal plate touches the water in a in a jar. That's fun, but 
the reason that that is there is because it's a very integral part of the bulb itself. Underneath it, you may see little swollen up nodule things. Those are the roots that are beginning to grow, the initials for the roots. And above that is all that papery stuff that looks kind of like onion skin, but is actually the bulb itself, the covering of the bulb that covers up the flower. So you have all of that that you can work with, but if it's all, if all the pieces are there, it is in fact a true bulb. Now, why does that matter? Usually tulips and hyacinths and other true bulbs will, like lilies, will store better than tubers and corms and other things that have less material stuffed into them. You, you may find that you put a canna, for example, or a dahlia tuber underneath the bench at your in your house in your in your greenhouse or you you have it in out and you don't realize you didn't plant one or something like that you go back and it has sprouted that's not as likely to happen with an asiatic lily they actually need the soil underneath them to be able to produce their roots the, the things just work differently and i want you to know that okay okay i am tickled to say that there will be another um, opportunity for, for us to get together at Lakeland. And then after that, there will be the opportunity for coming to learn composting. That being said, all the questions that came to my email box while I was away last week were about starting things from seed. I don't know why that is, why I'm not better on top of stuff. But if you have questions about that, you want to know what you can start from seed and what you might better go get a transplant for, we can talk about that. Another piece of the bulb world, of course, are always the daffodils. So I don't want you to think I'm overlooking that. I am in favor of buying daffodils locally whenever you can or from a variety list that tells you that one's going to be perennial in your zone. Daffodils are delightful, but I don't see any reason to raise them as cut flowers. There is, however, the narcissus that is a beautiful cut flower, particularly because you can grow it you know, in, for, as a, in a jar or in a dish or with just rocks around it. Those make nice cut flowers, but they also make beautiful table decorations. So all of that is on my agenda for this particular program coming up. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I know that glass is not just glass, okay? I have a box of glass window panes that were taken from a house built in the mid-19th century. They are obviously hand-blown. They have bubbles in them. They're absolutely beautiful, and there's almost nothing to do about them. You know, nothing. You, they're not going to replace windows in my house. They are, however, works of art at this point. Now, the plain little window panes that you had probably, and I did too, in in everything from glass windows that had small divisions in them all the way to big plate glass windows different strengths of glass are necessary for all of those applications but the brookhaven national laboratory from the department of energy is letting us know that this this is columbia university university of connecticut and so forth and so on all these people the department of energy are trying to put together a pure form of glass and make a coating with it to create a material that is hello not only stronger than steel, but incredibly lightweight, and they did it. 
the materials that have both of these qualities are are very un, are actually uncommon and further research could tell us more about what all we can do with it right now the sky's the limit the cell reports physical science if you're more interested in this the whole dna application is what's new in this in living things the deoxyribonucleic acid the, the dna carries bioinfo that that is unique to that particular piece of dna that tells the cells what to do all right Indeed, what they are all about, this material that the DNA is made of, the polymer, is what they're talking about putting onto the glass to tell it to be stronger, you know, faster, brighter, all of the other qualities that we would like to have in this particular novel technology. I really love it. There's um, there's a lot of work to be done that we don't think about because it is on the nanoscale. It is, it is so tiny. I have a feeling the laboratory is smaller than my desk here. And yet, the changes that it can make for the Earth are tremendous, just tremendous. Just so that you don't think that Rich and Kentwood is is only, you know, there there are people that that uh, have a slight discriminatory attitude towards farmers because they're dumb people. I'm sorry, you know, if I'm talking to you, just go ahead. I'm talking to you, but. When I want you to understand is that he doesn't just grow that. This, these are the orchids that he's growing right now. I presume, because I don't know, but I presume that these are intended to be in bloom for the holiday season. That's a really great cash crop if you're thinking about that sort of thing. And your cabbage looks much better than mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's lovely. Really, really beautiful. That's fun. Wouldn't think of putting DNA in glass, but they did. Good luck. You know, somebody did, thankfully. This is a sentence. Okay, Lance, I'm going to need your help with this one because I don't understand this. I've read this three times, and I still don't know what they're trying to tell me. Researchers, this is the strict headline, okay? I usually don't read the whole headline. I'm just telling you my take on it today. I'm reading you the headline. Researchers unveil fire-inhibiting non-flammable gel polymer electrolyte for lithium-ion batteries. Okay, they're telling me that they won't catch fire. But what in the world is, how do you make something both fire-inhibiting and non-flammable? Isn't it it either non-flammable or it's going to inhibit the fire? I mean, I don't understand this. (laughs) This is not English. I'm yeah, having that, a problem. That's, that's a little bit in the middle there. <laughs> I'm having a problem. I think they're trying to hedge their bets. You know, exactly. Go one way or the other. <laughs> anyway, that's very good news, though, because unfortunately, we do hear about things with lithium-ion batteries in them catching fire in the you know hold of an airplane or the back seat of a car or different places. In the past, particularly with concern about the future in electric vehicles that we do see coming the the, ha- the fire hazards are serious and we don't in the deep south think a whole lot about underground parking lots because quite frankly we don't have as much underground as we might like to have but i can tell you that obviously a fire in that kind of setting where you might have the electric fleet parked or anything else with lithium ion batteries you could have all your whatever's in there it would not be a good thing so this is breakthrough research Exceptional performance in this innovative electrolyte. It will suppress radical chain reactions with the fuel compounds. In other words, it is not flammable itself, and it will stop the other reactions. I presume that's what it means, inhibiting. But they need a better headline writer. <laughs> they need somebody else to yeah, write. like you. Inhibiting is not preventing it's, or it's, it's not, it's not plain proof it's, or anything. Thank you. That's it's just not, making sure words, you don't like go poof. 
when it, you know, when <laughs> Thank you. matches yes. you. Yes, and I have a feeling they wrote it for the lawyers. Love y'all, but I mean, <laughs> somebody made them say We need more of them. <laughs> we need more lawyers. We do. Just in case, you know, any of you need to know that. We- <laughs> Need a lot more lawyers, huh? <laughs> thank you. I, I'm, I'm just going to say thank you. I think we need more gardeners. When we we definitely need more lawyers to be gardeners. Oh look! Up, oh, you put up the pumpkin pictures. That's beautiful. I hope y'all are catching on that we would like for you to pop over to supertalk.tv. I don't care what device you're on, and listen, y'all. The new Supertalk app works. And I'm so happy about that because I'm not the most patient person in the world. And if it doesn't take me where I need to go, I'm not going to use it. It does. I was able, yes, we all know I have other things to do in the morning, but I was able to greatly enjoy Bobby Rush on the Paul Gallo show because I could take the app outside with me. It was great. That was fun. And I will say one, one helpful hint, and you, you guys do great work on the picture taken. Uh, and I'm going to say this again, just so you get your pictures up in the quality that you take them. When I'm trying to edit quickly, then if you take the pictures in the same exact way, like if you have your camera standing yes. straight up, yes. then I can put all of them in in that way. Yes. If it comes sideways, then do them all it's sideways. Harder. It just, yeah. cause it makes, it throws off the, the algorithm a little bit. <laughs> so, but if, you know, when I'm if I had well, time to do it, that, horizontal you know, yeah, better. So. It, well, either way, if you want to take okay. them up and down, take them up. See, and he down, puts up just, a vertical just when yeah, I said. Well, and yeah, that's the happen. It makes yeah. the vertical ones, or you get kind of a much better look. But then when it goes to the up and down, you know, it, like that one, it, it's so small. When you try to edit that, it, it'll kind of throw and it, it gets, off a little bit. It, so the, the, you, the I keep sending them. So just good. shoot them to me in the same, you know. Uh, photo that's so method pretty. and it's beautiful on, they do so good beautiful. i mean it's amazing i love sitting here looking at the pics i get again inspired and humbled all in the same all day, moment yeah. all day long i i was um i was reminded of that in in part on one of my trips that, that one of the people that i went to visit on the trip listens to the show and watches sometimes hello um th- they said how do you do all of that how do you you know other people do a show where they People call in during the week and leave a question, and then they put the show together answering those questions. That's true. That's not what I do. I have two hours right here live with you. It's organic. It is completely organic. It has to do with what you think about, what you're interested in, what I'm doing. I'm over here running um, some really fabulous stuff over here on the, 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 the bioreactors and whatnot. Thanks to Rick's and 17 things going on at once, and all of them are about gardening. Thank you for joining me. Here's sunny skies with today's Mississippi Lottery Traffic Report. Bob, we got a big pile up of Cash 3 and Cash 4, with Fireball and Cash Pop winners all over the area. But the Mississippi Match 5 line is really rolling. Get your tickets early to avoid high jackpot delays on the Powerball and Mega Millions Parkway. Players are paving the road to Funtown with Mississippi Lottery scratch-off tickets and... Sunny. Sunny. Yeah, Bob? We don't have a helicopter. 
Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together Together with one common goal to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Vans Ruger Day weekend is almost here, October 20th through the 22nd. You'll see prices for Ruger firearms like you haven't seen in 10 years. Buy the Ruger 1022 for 279, the Ruger 5.7 pistol for 599, the PC carbine rifle for 519, the American Centerfire rifle is priced at 399, and the LCP for only 199. Factory reps will be on hand as well as financing from Tower Loans. Spend $400 or more and receive the Ruger Wrangler for just 119. Open from 9 to 6 and Sundays 12 to 6. Vans Sporting Goods 777 Highway 468 in Brandon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. I noticed Mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com.
Is there something wrong and you can't put your finger on it right then? Roll. You can't hardly miss that one. It's one of those tunes that you hear and you think, oh, yeah, I know that tune. What is it? But it's because you don't hear it very often. That's what another piece of the puzzle. I have people. I go out of town. People want to know what it is and why I do it. It's the craziest thing. Conversation. Somebody else's dinner. I don't even know they know who I am. And the conversation is all about how do you pick that music? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a scientific approach. Oh, there's we're, a very, we're very scientific. Algor- yeah, we're very algorithmic here. <laughs> right. Definitely. You can see that written across my forehead. Very algorithmic. That's absolutely it. Weekend gardening, of course, is the place for all sorts of things that you don't get the rest of the week. And that is one of them. Wait, and remember, you can <laughs> you can watch. Oh, you can yeah. listen. Come on, you now. can hop on the phone and tune into the podcast features and go to. I, I know you can say Alexa, do this, <laughs> Roku, do that. I think you it's can, all over yes. it. So I think you can. We were. I was scary. trying to explain to uh, Bobby Rush. I said, you know, this. Yeah, we're. T- he goes, man, I love Super Talk. Y'all got that statewide radio, and man, y'all do great work. I said, hey, this is TV too now. Yeah. So you kind of have to. I was watching him. He's always ready for that. But oh, I mean, I said for us, though, that's it's been fun. And so yeah, I, I'll you tell you the truth. In. I don't get to Philadelphia, Mississippi very often, but I would flat be there on the 10th for his yeah. birthday party. Oh, it, I know it. <laughs> with I that mean, concert, I, you kinda, know that's going to be good. Yeah, trying to figure that one out. Like, <laughs> you know that's going to be good. This. <laughs> Listen now, the other thing that everybody's talking about with all of the slightly cooler temperatures, slightly warmer here, slightly – this is the perfect year for moving those tender plants a little bit less sunlight than they've been in for a minute, and then absolutely go ahead and give yourself the time to move them into the house before you have to turn the heat on all the time. The dry air is really not their friend. It's, it is also true, of course, that we don't want to put a poinsettia next to the front door that's going to be opened and closed. The, the change of temperature on most tropical plants is not a good thing. So uh, one of the photos that has been up this morning is this gigantic corn plant that was in the back corner of a very brightly lit kitchen where I was this week. And I thought to myself, you know, that's perfect. It never has any full sun. It is kind of near a door, but the door doesn't open that often. And because the light shifts across the room, the plant has plenty of light without ever being in any chance of sunburn. So I think that's some of the things that we have to under, have to remember. These plants are not necessarily full sun, even in the best of circumstances, but the house light can be very, very low. So that's where we want to find sunny windows, higher shelves. Sometimes you can hang plants. Sometimes they weigh too much. So in my case, it's a big silver metro shelf. Take everything off the top and put the, the serious plants up there and hope for the best as the winter goes on because you can't really – you, you you cannot you can't imagine what to do with a five foot wide plant. Well, you have to find a place for it, or you have to find someone who will keep it for you. Well, you know, we've, <laughs> I've, I've heard the word poinsettia several times today already. So, and it threw me back to my bartender days for a minute. Do you know the, the drink, the poinsettia? I don't. Okay, well, it's very good. It's you know vodka, and then you have one and a half cups of cranberry juice, crushed ice. And three cups of, uh, of champagne, chilled. Well, what's the, so, what's not good you know, about that? I, that's what I was saying. So as you're putting out your think about your, it, your poinsettias this year. Look up; it's a great drink. And then you know, and then also, I always remember anytime you talk, start talking about poinsettias, that there is a poinsettia tree. 
Yeah. And I always have to go back and look at this and go, man, the that's that, amazing. The looking. ones that don't die every winter yeah. turn into trees. Yeah, that's like Mexico. or it yeah, is. I mean, it I, is. I always love when you start bringing them up that time and go back and look like, oh, my God. I mean, the, I just want to go see one. I'm sure that everything changes. But my one and only trip to Mexico City to the museum there was a drive through what turned out to be 15 foot tall. They look like crepe myrtles, except that they're poinsettias. Okay, these huge trees. And everyone there said, you must come back in January because that's when they naturally put on their red color. I've not managed to do that, but there's still hope because it is one of the prettiest plants in the world. And one of, I don't know. I, I know when I began studying horticulture, there was a lot to study. But the bench crops, the, 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 the poinsettias, the, the orchids, the tropical foliage plants, all those sorts of things were always my favorite plants. And so as a result, maybe I studied the others. Maybe I learned a little bit more about these. And that's probably one of the reasons why I'm so tickled by this crazy five-year-old poinsettia that's getting bigger by the minute. You know, These are really, really lovely. Old Timers Market at A Meat, Louisiana. Y'all go ahead. Go visit over there. You'll find some pretty stuff. Oh, Kathy, this is lovely. This is really super duper. Thank you very, very much. She has Roma and heirloom tomatoes that are bright green. The heat was so tough, she she said that she was taking the green ones off and letting them ripen inside. But would it be better to let them stay on the vine? And also, what is your favorite way to freeze tomatoes? Some sites say to leave them whole. Yes, they do. They do say to, to do that. And I have been with somebody when they were thawing some that had been done whole. And the good news about that is that the peel comes off. As, if you catch them right as they are beginning to thaw, they're super easy to peel. So that's the good news about that part. I tend to be one who cooks tomatoes into something and then freezes it. But I have just very recently started with fresh tomatoes and some of the some of the 10 pounds of basil that I have growing at my house. And I, I took some, but I had to use some canned things too because I didn't have enough fresh tomatoes at that moment. And it turned out very, very well. I, I did freeze some of that. I prefer them cooked, but the Romas have such good quality to them that they probably would be the ones that would freeze more in, in, and maintain, you know, their their beautiful nature better i don't know some of the other ones as soon as they begin to melt and begin to thaw they sort of seem to melt and i think romas have a better quality of that the heirlooms i I have to tell you i would like to see them at least get pink on the shoulders before you bring them indoors but i know that if the temperatures change and you put them even a green tomato into a brown paper bag and just ignore it for a little while it will turn into a ripe tomato just one of the, the qualities that we can count on I'm happy to say. Um, <laughs> wow. That's cool, Trey. I'm I'm going to look it up. I like it. I like it. Uh, yesterday was um, one of the people with great Mississippi Connections birthdays. That is to say, Calvin Broadus Jr. Uh, he, of course, has is, is better known as Snoop Dogg. I love this quote. If it's flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, be the best hamburger flipper in the world. Whatever it is, you have to master your craft. I don't care what you think about Snoop Dogg's music. I think his work ethic is just like mine. Do it. Do it the best you can. Do it all at the best you can. That's it. And that in itself 
puts you, quite frankly, about 60 percent above everybody else. Um, the, 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 the much, much bemoaned and, and I'm not going to defend him. Woody Allen's famous, most famous quote probably is 80 percent of life is showing up. And I do think that that correlates to learn your craft. You know, don't don't uh, don't, don't pretend like, you know, something you don't know. Oh, I love it. I love it. Brenda has a poinsettia that she's had for many, many years, a beautiful plant, just gorgeous, brings it in and out, in and out of the garage every winter. I love it. Thank you. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Brenda's my sister in poinsettia world. We, you get obsessed with plants. I get that. I once went to someone who had to sell their living room furniture because they had so many African violet stands. You couldn't walk through the room. I found it great. <laughs> Now listen, don't go anywhere. Get a cup of coffee. Come right back. We got a lot to do. This is weekend gardening. For every girl and boy, knowing they're happy and they're safe. We would be so happy, you and me. No one there to tell us what to do. I'd like to be. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services Every week. Call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse. And on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811-BEFORE-YOU-DIG. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baronistreepros.com. Yes, I supply.net it's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace it's when esi supply.net exorbitant pads by the bundle or roll esi supply.net sock neck boom products oil gator oil dry spill kits and much more esi supply.net take it from scary gary if it can spill it's gonna esi supply 601-933-4910 that's 601-933-4910 or online at esi supply.net you're listening to wfmn flora jackson super talk mississippi powered by your tree professionals at baroni's tree pros online at baroni's tree 
I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Amory police have made an arrest in a two-year-old homicide case after a woman was attacked. 37-year-old Darkus Neely is accused of assaulting a woman on Hatley Road. The unidentified victim was in serious condition when she was taken to a Tupelo hospital. Investigators report that Neely was also a person of interest in the 2021 killing of 77-year-old Judy Baxter. Up to this point, no arrest had been made in the case. Neely is charged with capital murder and attempted murder. He is being held without bond in the Monroe County Jail. After three failed attempts to obtain House speakership, Republican Ohio Representative Jim Jordan has had his nomination dropped by fellow GOP colleagues. Congressman Michael Guest tells us that while he is disappointed that Jordan is no longer in the speaker's race, Republicans must come together to find a new candidate for the gavel. With Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Caleb Sailors. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. One Mississippi organization is looking to provide innovative programs to students between pre-K and 12th grade in the Tupelo School District. Create Project Manager Stuart McMillan explained that the organization aims for Mississippi students to have access to cutting-edge technology, such as precision laser cutters. Glassforge at its core is a powerful laser technology that can cut and engrave. Envision like a 3D printer, but much faster and expeditious. McMillan added that there will be 32 funded grants totaling over $112,000 going back into school districts this year. Teachers in the Tupelo Public School District submit innovative proposals that our board and our community members read and review. Um, And we as a board fundraise and have over 150 individuals and organizations who give of their resources to be able to support these grants in action. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Nixon Williams. It's back to action after an open week last Saturday. Mississippi State will be at Arkansas. 11 o'clock is the kickoff in Fayetteville. 9 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. The Ole Miss Rebels will be at Auburn to face a familiar coach. Who Freeze is now the head coach at Auburn. Once once at Ole Miss. 6 o'clock is the kickoff at Auburn. 4 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will not play again this Saturday after having played this past Tuesday against South Alabama dropped a 55 to 3 decision. Golden Eagles are now 1 and 6, 0 and 4 in the Sun Belt. Won't play again until October the 28th when they travel to Appalachian State. And Delta State will be at home against West Florida and hope to stay atop the Gulf South Conference at 5 and 0, 7 and 0. Mississippi College will be at home against Chowan and Bellhaven will have homecoming against Methodist at noon today at Bellhaven. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. November is just around the corner, and that means basketball season, and the leagues have made their preseason picks. Tennessee is picked to win the SEC Men's Championship. Mississippi State's Bulldogs are picked 7th in the league, and Ole Miss is picked 10th in the league. In the Sunbelt Men's Preseason Poll, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, the regular season champions from last year, they're picked 4th in this year's poll. James Madison is a favorite to win the Sunbelt Men's Championship. On the women's side, the LSU Lady Tigers are predicted to win the SEC Women's Women's Championship. They're the reigning NCAA champions. Ole Miss Lady Rebels are picked fourth in the SEC, and the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs are picked fifth in the league. In the Sunbelt Women's Poll, the Southern Miss Lady Eagles are co-champs from last year. They're picked third in this year's poll. James Madison, who was picked to win the Men's Championship, is also picked to win the Women's Championship. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Oh, my goodness. What gorgeous pictures you all have sent today. Is that the longest pickup truck bed you've ever seen in your life? (laughs) It's the old 1940s extended. Exactly. Extended tail there. And that's the poinsettia. These are beautiful. If you are joining us here on the Garden Mama show at supertalk.tv, you're getting to see these beautiful shots that you all are kind enough to send. Those of you who are not doing that particular thing, I do my very best to describe what folks are sending in and to answer the questions associated with that because I'm Nellie Neal, the Garden Mama. Thank you very much for being here. There is... There, there is just something about a planter that you keep for years and years and years. The physical planter, doesn't matter what's growing in it, it becomes its own iconic part of your garden. And I just love this. Amanda from Pike County has an elephant planter that is from the 1970s. It was her mom's. And how clever. It's really a good-looking one, too. Mama hauled that thing from someplace because <laughs> it's beautiful. And she's also showing off today some uh, very spiffy sugar pumpkins now for those of you who don't know that there are different kinds of pumpkins the sugar pumpkins that she is growing are often called pie pumpkins they do indeed they're not huge they have they they're these are not the cinderellas the cinderellas look like the carriage that's different it's a lovely pumpkin yes you can make pie out of it but the sugar pumpkins have a smoother 
cover a smoother um, rind to them, and they are very, very sweet. And in, in that's how they were bred to be, so that you could grow them and then make lots and lots of pies. Why not? This this brings up something entirely that I didn't intend to talk about, and I'm going to do it anyway. If you know how to make fried hand pies that my grandmother made, somebody needs to send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. I know who makes them. Okay. I lived, I, I lived, my, my mama made the little apple pies, yeah, fried yeah, yeah. hand pies, and yep. uh, you don't see them anymore. No, you and, don't. Not a, like that. You know, she'd use biscuit dough. And okay. roll it out real good. I don't know. And then, you know, she'd put the the uh, apples that she grew in the yard and make her syrups and everything and then dice them up, put it in there, and then pinch them down. And, and make, they were called, uh, I'm trying to, what she called, tarts, apple tarts. Little tarts. So, so, well, the only thing I was allowed to do was to take the dried apricots and rehydrate them. Well, I, and, and, <laughs> that and was Oxford, my only job. And if anybody wants to resound on this. but um, We'd love to. That Phillips Grocery over off of South Lamar across uh-huh. from the old okay. hospital has a dessert. Wheel and they usually carry uh, two or three and different Oxford, flavors yeah. of the fried pies or tarts, and they're as close or exactly like <laughs> Mamaw used to make, and that was no corners cut or anything. No, uh-uh. So if anyone from Oxford, it's a scratch thing. And I know we have our Oxford listeners. Oh yeah. And if y'all know about what I'm hey, talking Anna, about, confer- y'all come on. Anna, I know, yeah, if y'all haven't had them, you need to go try them. They're they're excellent. Okay, now Rich tells us that that is in fact a twelve foot truck bed. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's the original. I'm not crazy. Yeah. It is that big. My goodness, it's beautiful. Just fun, fun, fun. Um, manual steering, of course, not fun to drive or turn. No, it wouldn't be. But that's, that's another thing entirely. I'm not even going to talk about avocados because then we'll end up with. Can you grow them here? Yes, it's not easy. But there it is. Avocados are somewhat like pumpkin spice for the ladies. I mean, <laughs> I mean man. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I like an avocado. Go ahead. Now, go I ahead. I like Just a, tell I like me a what nice you think. sliced, you know, thin mm-hmm, on a sandwich or mm-hmm. something. But I don't get into the avocado craze as much as a lot of people, much like the pumpkin spice. And I know I will get a backhand uh, of slap. In, in but about you gotta, a heartbeat. You've got to make a decision in about on a things heartbeat. in life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pumpkin spice and the avocado. And I like it. Like I said, I love an avocado. And this is a truck full of five this, this for a dollar. This is literally a truck yeah, full. Yeah, a truck full. So of we're confident that these are very ripe. I'm sure Otherwise, you know, you know. But but man, people find a lot of things to put in. But avocado. But you don't like really ripe avocado. You don't no, like it when it's yellow. No, you it's like, like the a green. Banana. You almost want the banana when you have to work to eat it. You know. <laughs> It's like, how do I get into this thing? It's like a coconut. It's just something to know. Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. I I came up as a young adult with the first understanding of avocados that there was actually a season to them. And so when they would get to be really cheap at the produce market, we we tried to freeze those things every way possible. And it's really not – you just have to eat them as they are. And, yes, they do get ripe awfully quick. So that's one of the reasons I think why people have not started growing them more as a backyard crop. They're not really – they're not like figs. You can't go out and pick them every morning and then have them be around a while. They're going to get very ripe quickly. We do have a few varieties that can grow here, and as time goes by, I think those will improve and have a slightly better, shall we say, shelf life <laughs> in this case. Oh, my goodness. There's a – I can't imagine – I mean, I'm, I'm all about some manual shift and manual driving. I get all that. But a 12-foot truck with this much of a load in it would be pretty hard to turn, he says. <laughs> yes, it would be. Well, the, yeah, I went to the need a big corner. The the ribbon cutting, uh, yeah, of of the uh, the fair, 
And oh, Commissioner yeah. Gibson, he had the old, like, it had to be a 50-something, like, Ford or Chevy two-wheel drive loaded to yeah. the gills yeah. with the pumpkins and the Everything. produce. And he crunked that thing up and it was, <laughs> and that was the lead of the fair. And I'm like, man, this is so fun. I, you got to love being in Mississippi. But, you know, and I'm imagining that truck, though, at, sure. like an I turn. Sure. When you drive that, people are seeing that. Well, and, and of course it's red. And red. So, I mean. Right. <laughs> and it had, a, it had a, a whole tailgate full of strawberries in it. Oh, my goodness. That's fun. That's really cool. I have the, the, the other question that has come around this week in great quantity is how do we plant shrubs to replace the shrubs we lost in the drought while it's still so dry? Okay, the answer is you wait, but go shopping now because every garden center that I have been to recently, and there have been quite a few of them, has either already has or will be getting in the next couple of weeks their shrub and tree shipments for the fall. For example, the farther south we go in terms of, you know, our our coastal sections and our friends that listen to us in, in Alabama and very south Louisiana, this is the time to plant citrus trees. So if you're going to get your trees, go ahead and get them. You can plant them in a couple of weeks. Maybe you'll get some rain, or maybe you will do what people in other parts of the world do, which is to start watering the area where you intend to plant the tree. And, yes, people have to do that, not just in a, in a dry summer in the south, but other places, particularly, for instance, I'm thinking of West Texas, where no amount of water changes the alkaline quality or the really incredibly difficult mineral content so it's hard to dig the soil unless you've watered it and we have that same thing here in terms of our clay and whatnot but it is important for you to understand that digging a hole into dry soil to plant a new shrub is not a good idea so go ahead water it then put in your amendments if you're going to amend anything put a few more times of water on it but do that soil prep before you go ahead to plant you'll be glad you did Oh, dear. Pam from Sardis. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. She sent me some stuff to my email. She's trying to perfect her mother's crust. Pam, if you can help me. My goodness. My grandmother spins in her grave every time I think about making pie crust because I'm so bad at it. It's, it's, all, it's almost as bad as my yeast experience. <laughs> so it, that's wonderful. But she made fried pies last Saturday. She made... Apple, peach, and apricot. She's got us both covered, Lance. Well, and I'm a, I'm a expert at being a taste tester on on that. So whenever <laughs> we're going to work yeah, on this, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Holler we're, we're anytime. Work, we're working on this. Oh, that's just beautiful. Thank you, Pam. How gorgeous. That's wonderful. That is indeed what we're trying to figure out in this place is how do we do a little bit better than we did last year? Gardeners at this time of the year in other places are you know putting everything up, draining the lawnmowers. Locking up the sheds and uh, going to decorate for some other holiday. Well, we decorate for the other holidays, but we're also still gardening because there's a lot to be done. The best collard greens, for example. Oh, y'all think y'all don't like collard greens. Uh, best collard greens are always <laughs> you falling out from this banana I mean, plant. <laughs> no, I, the one that Trey sent the image, it says. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. It says, I said, you're the good kind of fat, and it's too avocado split in half you know has the hourglass figure and then the next the next image is avocado toast crunch oh uh, no a, a cereal after my own heart yeah no, no. I'm a, the only no. cereal i eat is cinnamon toast crunch 
So you're telling me that they make that in avocado? Come on. Come on, come on Trey. You made this up. You've been up all night with the meme machine playing with this. That's funny. Oh, thank you for sending that. That yeah, is I hilarious. Wonder, I wonder. I mean, I would try it. But. And Rich is absolutely right. The avocados will not get soft on the tree. That's very true. Particularly these, the newer, the varieties that we have here are known for that. Um, the idea is that they would hold on and then they're ripened in a warehouse or they're, or they're, they're wait, you wait until later on, you, you harvest them and then you're taking seeds for the next round. But we probably don't do that in this group. <laughs> it's beautiful. Patio or greenhouse. But you do have to prune them, Rich says, into a shrub shape. And that's what I have heard before is that they're best for at least a minimally heated greenhouse. Not, you don't have to have 90 degrees, but a minimally heated greenhouse so you're not ever freezing and to be able to keep them pruned to a size that you can not only manage, but also that gives you the chance to do, you know, pay attention to them regularly, and therefore you harvest more often. Um, I have, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on the fat joke. That's just too painful. I am going to go ahead to Pam's amazing banana plant. Yeah, I'm working I on getting the, those up. I looked at the flower, but then, I, then the next piece of it is the whole stand. Good grief. That's just beautiful. And a cute dog, too. <laughs> well, yeah, the dog was the last pick. That's, um, I love I always yeah. get the dog and the critter in there. Y'all are lighting it up It, it gives you Thank some you. depth perspective, It too. does. It gives us a little bit more understanding. Like, there's this table could be one size, but the dog's not going to be nearly as big, and therefore the, the banana plant is huge. It's all about that perspective. I had, <laughs> speaking of perspective, I had someone send me pictures of their philodendron collection a couple of weeks ago before i got out of town and i'm so i'm still um i'm still admiring things but there are if you were only going to collect one plant to grow inside and get every one you could find philodendron would be the answer here's why they can take the conditions you can take and if you can see to read just basic print in the room there's enough light so they're a low light and happy to be indoors don't mind low humidity Particularly, though, because we have so many choices, everything from red burgundy with great big stems that are bright red to to dark leaves to little tiny heart-shaped, they're all heart-shaped, but little tiny heart-shaped things that just fill a basket or climb up a totem pole and get larger and larger. All of those have great joy for us, and they're, they're ones that are easy to live with. So, for example, if you are determined to turn somebody into a gardener, Go and get four or five different philodendrons, different sizes, different types. Once they learn to grow one of them, they'll be able to grow all of them. And that's, that's, that's joyful. I have something today that will not be of great happiness to a lot of people, but because I find it so fascinating. People eat seaweed. We do know this. The people who think that you shouldn't eat seaweed, generally speaking, don't understand its values both as a nutrient um, a, a source of roughage, and also, of course, the fact that it is extremely sustainable in its production. It, they, th- that's one of the things that is produced, lots and lots of seaweed. So publishing in Nature Communications is telling us that there's something we need to know. We all think about sushi or we think about um, the little snack things, you know, that will be Korean seaweed that are in a packet that you eat, you know, like you would eat crackers. Um, there's all those kinds of things. We think of those as mostly Asian origin and Asian influence into our food food source and our diets. Well, actually, now there's definitive archaeological evidence that not only seaweed but 
local freshwater plants were also eaten way back when, before the Middle Ages, way before that. And indeed, that's about when they quit eating them in Europe for some reason or another, which, of course, as we understand the Dark Ages and then we went to the Middle Ages, a lot of things were lost. A lot of cultural things were either misappropriated or changed or just dropped altogether. And as a result of that, the European world gave up eating seaweed and freshwater plants in that same way. But what they did was to go to archaeologic stuff. What they did was um, – <laughs> I hope you've already had your breakfast – the dental stuff, the, the calculus, the tartar, the things that come off of the teeth of the things that they find in an archaeological site oftentimes have really amazing chemical stories to tell us. And in this case, it is that they ate seaweed. So 28 archaeological sites, 74 individuals were studied and indeed absolutely some, everywhere from Scotland to southern Spain. So that's a, a large, large, large everything from. Um, a brassica, maybe a sea kale, which was only in one case, all the way up through the red, green, and brown seaweeds, even freshwater aquatic plants. There are 10,000 species of seaweed in the world. What? Yes, 10,000. We don't eat all of them. <laughs> we eat less than 150. <laughs> so. But the benefits of seaweed are not to be discounted, all right? I know y'all. There's, there's, I can hear these people in their. Remember, comments. weeds are just plants that somebody you, didn't somebody like. didn't like. That's so there's right. like a lot of weeds in the sea. You're exactly right. Right, and we yeah. made that decision. We did, we, and okay. we made we made the call, and perhaps inappropriately, as that turns out. We we do make those choices. Um, I'm still not a big fan of parsnips, you know, but we 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 make those decisions, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, Trey. Are you do you, are you in the parking lot with the food? Come on, this is getting crazy. Yeah, he goes from avocado, <laughs> you know, no cinnamon avocado toast crunch to dude. the most delicious looking sandwich <laughs> with bacon and bread and all that, and all the, the avocado, all the accoutrement, and it looks like some jalapenos. I was going to say, I think there's too. even jalapenos and, and some that. radishes yeah, in there. That's in. okay. I'm in on that. That's fun. Too much. Y'all are so cool. It, the best thing and the the best part of my week honestly, is here. And when you all write and tell me that you saw something on the show or you see me somewhere and ask me a question about it, it just tickles me. I'm, I've, I'm a person who appreciates being planted, and I mean that very sincerely. I've, I have had lots of chances to be somewhere else, and I like being right where I am. I hope that, I hope you have that feeling too. You know, we don't really get to we don't get to make as many choices necessarily in this world, but we can certainly make the choices about what we listen to, what we grow, and where we live. And we are here. Um, <laughs> yep, that's true. The the that's it. That is one point of view about it. That is true. That is one point of view. Y'all are fun. Y'all are just. By the way, somebody asked me for another list of flowers you can plant right now. Seeds. Got them. Snapdragons and scabiosas and coming up on sweet peas, but but the better ones right now, cornflowers, poppies, and larkspur. All right, put them on your list. And by the way, put Janice on your list, too. If you don't know her, you should.
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. I'm Rankin County District 4 Supervisor Steve Gaines. As a retired federal special agent and president of the Board of Supervisors, I'd like to thank every person in Rankin County for helping make our county the most desirable place in Mississippi to live and raise a family. We have accomplished so much during this term, but there are many more goals to achieve. I asked for your support four years ago, and you elected me in a landslide. On November the 7th, I'm asking you to hire me again to manage and lead Rankin County. Paid for by friends of Steve Gates. Since 1871, Gaddis McClarn Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McClarn Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Life is an exercise in judgment, a journey made in hope. Christians are a lot like everyone else on this journey. The only difference is that we're on a journey with Jesus. He is the difference with Christian hope. Hear Dr. Michael Ziegler's message, Matching Pace, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Supertalk 97.3. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. 
sang out loud on that one. i got to watch myself. <laughs> Andrea, I don't know what this plant is. Andrea bought a bulb, and it's the plant's beautiful, but until I see the flower, I'm not going to know either. I suggest, yes, bring it indoors, because, frankly, we don't know what it is. <laughs> but make sure you have plenty of light there. Not, not, not until it's going to be below 40. I mean, I would think it'd be fine where it's up against the house. It's going to be fine. But when it does begin to get colder, if it still has not bloomed, well, bring it indoors. So maybe it will, and we can find out what it is. Okay? Okay. Super duper. Don't forget, Monday I will be with Becky Potts at Lakeland Yard and Garden in Flowood. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, on Lakeland Drive in Flowood at 1130 for bulbs. We're going to talk about fall planting bulbs and answer questions about bulbs and talk about the things that we need to have in our arsenals for the bulbs and and basically how to fertilize them, how to take care of them, potential problems that we have with them, and the ones that we can just plant and ignore, which are all very good things in terms of growing flowers. You need some of both of those. I look forward to being with you all 1130 at Lakeland Yard and Garden. It's going to be fun. I have a couple of Good heavens! Did did, did we ha- did we ever get to all this critter news? I found some of these things that I felt like I should have talked about them already, and yet they're still here. I didn't do that. I have a friend who is among the most vehement supporters of the lion population. Now, that sounds funny because obviously we should be glad for there to be lions. Most of the people I know are tiger supporters. Okay, so it just you just have to. I guess pick your beast because new analysis is letting us know that there are some problems that the populations of lions are having that we haven't seen. We have not measured them, I should say, before. We've probably seen them, but we haven't measured them. The small, fragmented populations make it much more difficult for lions to survive. The pride, as we think about in terms of the the nature of them, their collective noun, needs to be of a certain size in order for it to be viable. And what we're finding out is that many of them actually, as they study about the ecological and the sociopolitical risk factors, both of them are working against the population of lions. So trying to understand this analysis from the communications, earth and environment work done by the University of Oxford is to try and help them see about slowing this devastating decline improving the environs and also looking for alternatives because there are quite a few problems with it and that one of the main things that that is the problem is that as we change their environment they do not adapt quickly i understand that we we think all the time about you know oh well animals just move somewhere else and that but when their population needs to be of a certain size they can't move everybody because there's not another place close enough by that will support them. So we're looking into a very interesting form of decreasing biodiversity for them within their pride, which, of course, leads eventually to a weaker stand of, of lions. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I just I can't even I can't even. You know? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Look how gorgeous. I love mist flower. Oh, um, discovered this blue mist flower. Now, I don't know who this is or where they are, but they are a 601. And 
Uh, doo, 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 doo. Okay, interesting. Um, blue mist flower, and I'm not sure why it popped up now. The chances are really good it's because of the drought, and I say that with this is a native um, plant. It's an ageratum, and we where we see it natively most of the time is on the side of the road, side of the highway, in the stands of wildflowers that pop up there. Boltonia, mist flower, you know, there's some others. But in this particular case, mist flower is suppressed by water, by, by rainfall. So you're probably seeing it because it got dry and the seed conditions got good enough for it to sprout. If you wanted to keep it as something to, to do each year, I would collect seeds from it, but I'd also take some cuttings and go ahead and start you a stand like that. They're, they're beautiful. I do love them. Just lovely. That mist flower, when we look at the list of plants, you know, like Liatris and all the things that bloom um, so readily for us in nature, it's it's a good question why we don't use them more in our gardens. And in some cases, it's like this. If we grow the mist flower and transplant it to the garden, then that's one thing. But trying to grow it from seed and let it reseed doesn't always work simply because our conditions can be a little too wet for it. I'm I'm one of those people, you know, you'll hear people talk about, oh, I just love cashmere or, oh, I just love this. I love silk. I got to tell you, the feel of silk to me, whether it's this uh, not so fancy scarf that I have on today, (laughs) this festive seasonal scarf has a little bit of silk in it, but not much. But that's one of the things that is a symbol for me or an icon, I guess, of luxury. All this time, of course, we understand how silk gets to us, and it has been very, very difficult. But we're learning a new thing. We're always looking for a way to make something that is natural from an unnatural source. Well, now we're trying to make something from an unnatural source go back to a natural source. That, in turn, produces more sustainability. And, of course, in this case, it will produce a higher quality. They have synthesized spider silk from, here we go again, genetically modified silkworms. I'm not the biggest fan of genetically modif- genetic modification, but I think this might be a case where I can go for it. The fibers are six times stronger than the Kevlar used in bulletproof vests, and it is indeed the first successful production of full-length spider silk proteins using these silkworms that have been basically messed with (laughs) so that they are different than they were. The findings demonstrate that we could indeed work on environmentally friendly alternatives um, to some things like nylon. You know, I'm, I'm, I am not a big fan of pantyhose and I'm not a big fan of nylons, but if the nylon itself would make a whole lot of sense for us, it would, it would be good to be able to have another source of that that didn't involve the processes that it involves now to make it. Think parachutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, well, that's Tim. Oh, Tim's in Byram with the with the mist flowers. Well, that's perfect. If I if I drove down at, at a, a parallel to you on the interstate or on most of the side roads, this is what I would see today. But mist flower also has the capacity to produce a lot of seeds. So when it does, by all means, save some. Then if you don't get them again, you know they don't come back up again. You can always start some. I like that idea. Fun fun things to have in the garden that you didn't know you had. I have not had one single red spider lily, and there are at least three dozen of them in, in on my property. 
I, they're, they're in the edges, and I did not water the edges. So that's that's where they went. I guess they'll come up, you know, the first time it rains, maybe <laughs> Christmas or something. Oh, my goodness. Patty's in Corinth. Can you tell me the variety of this persimmon? Um, I, I don't know, but it looks like one of the natives. It's There are not that many varieties of native persimmon. And, yes, you should be able to grow it from seed. That's another thing to freeze, of course. If you have persimmons and you realize that, you know, oftentimes we have more persimmons than we can do anything with if we have any at all. And the persimmons themselves, you just wash them and freeze them. Then a couple of weeks from now, you take them out, they eat like yogurt or ice cream. It's really delightful. You cut the center out and off you go. It's just lovely. But that's a pretty one. I like that. Yes, I know. It's Halloween. You'll drive down the street somewhere and there'll be this persimmon tree. And they've all had... Little jack-o'-lanterns drawn on them because they look like little tiny pumpkins. I know, I know. It's fun. And, yes, you can teach the children to do that, but teach them to do it with marker that's not permanent because you want to still be able to harvest the persimmons later, okay? It would be a good idea anyway. Oh, the seed business, whether it's going to reseed or whether it's not, I have been watering my retibita. And it's Mexican hat for those of you who came to the garden tour. And thank you so very, very much for coming. It was a blast. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. It was so much fun. We're going to do it again. Um, the, the whole business of what do you, what do you see and how did it grow and when, where is it going to be? So that's all of those pieces. But the retibita did not have any flowers on it except the seed heads. And two or three people asked me about that. And I said, yes, I just let them fall here. But, yes, I do have to water that just a little bit to get the seedlings to come up because it's a very dry corner where they grow. But, oddly enough, this year I was I did have to water that just a little bit. I think the same is true. I gave away lots of packages of orange Cosmos seeds. Um, Cosmos sulfurea, I think it is. They are the ones that bloom later. They bloom now. <clears throat> Excuse me, September, October. And the the other piece of that puzzle is that they will reseed also, but they also produce a lot of seed. So you can gather seeds in the same way I was talking about for the mist flowers. Gather the seeds so that if they don't come back up next year, you've got some more seed to start them with. You can always be generous. Everybody loves to have another um, another piece of that. You know. Mm, let's see. Can you tell me, this is Jackie and Brandon, what a good question, and I don't know if I have the answer. Can you give me a variety of a short, shade-tolerant, ornamental grass that does not have to be trimmed every year? Well, here's the good news. In shade, any ornamental grass is going to grow more slowly. But if it does not grow more as compact and dense as it needs to to look like a grass, you would still have to prune it in the wintertime. I would go and look at some of the ones and I think I'm saying this right, in the Pinstemon group, it's Little Bunny is the one I'm thinking of. So look for the more diminutive grasses because they are able to tolerate, all the grasses can tolerate some shade. They may not bloom as well as they do in the sun, but Little Bunny and the other small varieties in that group actually do bloom pretty well. There's no full sun where mine are growing. They do, however, make lots of seeds. So you, you, if you get one, you got a lot. You may not. You may want to know that, or you may not want to know that. You may prefer it to be a surprise. But the, the, I think that that's what you're looking for. If you don't care about the blooms, 
then in the shade, I would go for a variegated liriope or one of the others that, that we don't need to have bloom to be beautiful. So the variegation might help, might be the answer to that particular one. Um, the the whole thing about shade, if if I were going to go back and study horticulture now, or give somebody advice, I would say study shade gardening because if the trees we plant grow, we have shade. And when we have established neighborhoods, we have shade. So knowing what can actually grow there and what can't makes a big difference in the success of not only your garden but the ones around you. So I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Oh, that's so pretty. That's just beautiful. Good heavens. Rich is so busy. I, I'm, I, I have wanted to go there. I don't think I want to go. I think I'll be too embarrassed that I'm not that good. Well, he's making we're a two-pound cinnamon roll. I mean, roll. look, come on. You know. This guy can do it all. Come on. I want to meet his wife. Yeah, I want, the, <laughs> I want to meet his wife. I want, I want the sandwich and the cinnamon all roll All that, y'all. Come breakfast. on. Y'all are hurting us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I keep saying, you know, we, we just we we if we could just do that next piece, you know, of the 3D business where it just flies through the screen and onto this table, it'd be just perfect. One of these days, you never can tell. Y'all make this so much. Y'all make this such a joyful opportunity to talk about plants, to talk about what we're doing, what we're not doing. I have an update for you, by the way. Speaking of not doing anything, the Carissa Holly. I had two of them, and you remember that I said they looked really terrible after last winter, so I went ahead and cut them back. And this is a variegated holly with a beautiful leaf on it, but they grew back half variegated and half not. And because it's a pretty shape, and because I like cutting them for the vase either way, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to promote the variegation or just let it go the way it goes. One of the things that happens, and this happens with variegated hydrangeas a lot, happens sometimes with variegated hostas. We end up with a, a side of the plant that goes reverts back to the solid green. Oftentimes with something like that, that, like a hosta that you can divide, we think about just digging it up and taking that part and making it into another plant so that that influence does not continue on the plant that we're, the plant that we're trying to enjoy. But when it comes to something like a Carissa Holly, it won't do that. You know, <laughs> it won't. It, it's not going to divide. It's a shrub. It has one woody base to it, and just these different branches coming off of it. So right now, I'm going to leave it. The other one came back fairly, you know, fairly well um, variegated, but then it the drought hit it much harder. So maybe I need both in order to keep the thing healthy. That's something to think about. A little of this and a little of that. Oh, and a little of this and a little about that. Thank you, Pete. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. 
We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injury. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601 or go to orchardretirement.com. Vans Ruger Day weekend is almost here, October 20th through the 22nd. You'll see prices for Ruger firearms like you haven't seen in 10 years. Buy the Ruger 1022 for 279, the Ruger 5.7 pistol for 599, the PC carbine rifle for 519, the American Centerfire rifle is priced at 399, and the LCP for only 199. Factory reps will be on hand as well as financing from Tower Loans. Spend $400 or more and receive the Ruger Wrangler for just 119. Open from 9 to 6 and Sundays 12 to 6. Vans Sporting Goods 777 Highway 468 in Brandon. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hunting season is here, so let Steve Owen and the friendly staff get that truck or trailer along with that edge shed ready for your hunting camp so you can haul that big game back into town. We still have that full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs along with trailers on site or available for order. And don't forget those edge sheds for your backyard or hunting camps. Come see us at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. Look around and you'll see the faces of forestry in Mississippi are probably the faces you recognize. They're your friends, their family members, and your neighbors. They're working together to ensure Mississippi forests are sustainably managed. This means that you have access to the products you need today while also having the peace of mind that future generations can enjoy the same abundant forest. These are the faces of forestry, and they are proudly growing and manufacturing everyday products for you. Learn more at msforestry.net. That's msforestry.net. Stop 
Bus stop, bus go, she stays, love grows under my umbrella. All that summer we enjoyed it, wind and rain and shine. That umbrella we employed it by August, she was mine. Every yeah, everything happens in its own time, doesn't it? My goodness. I've been collecting stories for the end of this month. Last Next uh, Saturday will be the closest thing we get to a Halloween party in here. And um, <laughs> I tell you what, the science world has not bothered me. You all may remember that one year the biggest news of the Halloween season was that they had named a spider after Beyonce. That was great. But we have got zombies we have got bats we they they have literally been going all out in order for me to be able to bring to you the craziest stuff next week so i will do that fun 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 and frankly who else is going to tell you all this stuff you know rich says he has a green thumb it's not really him uh and i do like your illustration of said green thumb <clears throat> but i'm going to tell you this too i i had literally the best experience in the world of learning how to grow plants from the time I was little. I understand that you did not. When you embrace something as an adult, sometimes you learn better than, than anybody who can go to school for it or who, because you just literally are willing to try anything. For example, the green thumb. So I give you props, Rich. <laughs> you get all of that today. Have you ever, have you ever had the experience of wondering if there's life beyond our world most people have most people wonder some people say no 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 other people say yes 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 but most of us are looking for proof an international team has spotted a remote blast a very remote blast of cosmic radio waves lasting less than a millisecond now we have to watch for it to repeat because these fast radio bursts this one is the most distant one ever detected the source was pinned down by the, the European Southern Observatories, the one I just love, the Very Large Telescope. That's the name of it. Let's <laughs> be straightforward. You know, We know exactly what we're talking about. It, it took the light 8 billion years to get here. That's a concept that I get is very hard to understand, and particularly if you are one of the people who believes that we're going to do you know, only we can, that we can't possibly join the Federation until we are able to create warp drive. None of this makes any sense to you. But for those of us who are a little bit on the whacked side and who are looking at the TV now and trying not to crack up laughing, thank you very much. We're if we give conflicting and answers, then eventually we have to go back and study how these things happened and understanding these fast radio bursts, particularly when they occur more than one time we have the opportunity frankly to try and track them to try and figure out where they are and because there is a repetitiveness and a synchronicity to them we can make the presumption and test it that they're actually not random good grief is that did she just say that yes she did in memory of art bell That's why I had the the. Uh, I know. Well, and, I, and you I, had your I, Halloween cat too. Yeah, so I, I had the, yeah. you're, you're, you, you like that I brought the Halloween cat today. Yeah, I don't decorate much <laughs> when I do. <laughs> anyway, when do you plant spider lilies in Starkville? Right now, if you can find the bulbs. If you don't have the bulbs, then watch where they were blooming. You'll see the leaves will come up after the flowers finish. 
put a marker there. And a few months after that, like, for example, the leaves will come up now. And sometime around February, there'll be absolutely nothing there. But it's a great time to dig that whole clump up and move it if it doesn't t- work out to be handy before then. You can move red spider lilies just about any time when people find them in bloom at old house places. I'm not going to tell you that they don't take the folding shovel out of the g- trunk and go dig them up I'm in bloom. I'm, same as daffodils. I'm not going to say they don't. But from the point of view of the bulb, if you could plant the bulbs now for next year, it would be best. Short of that, let the leaves come up, let the thing go through its cycle for the year, and then dig them up. But you've got to put a marker there. Put a chopstick out there or something so you know where you want to go back and get them. It's it's a good idea to know. Now, I will tell you this. It's also true that if you order the ones that are yellow or some of the other really fancy lycoris bulbs, um, we're, we're not talking about pink ladies. That's, we're going to talk about those on Monday at Lakeland. But you've also got to understand that there's a lot of different kinds of them, and some of them take up different amounts of space, and some of them need to be a little easier and different. It's another reason to talk to me about your bulbs this coming Monday or mama on air at yahoo.com or right here. Okay, all of those things work. All of those things will absolutely work for you. I also wanted to tell you because I didn't, um, I'm not going to get there, but I hope that you will. This afternoon is the one-night stand at the Ole Miss Motel. It is from 5 to 9. This is the 16th Annual Motel Art Show Series. Um, It's going to be terrific. And beyond how terrific it's going to be, it is a benefit for the late, to, to honor him, the late John P. Meek, our friend of this program, who, of course, um, we just miss terribly. We, we miss the art. We miss the man. It's it's a joy that they're doing this for him. And I hope that if you're in Oxford, you get there this evening, five to nine, or even go from somewhere else. If I could get there, I would, but I can't get there. Um, anyway, this wonderful one night stand at the Ole Miss Motel. Gonna be fun. It's also an opportunity, frankly, to see artists that you don't see everywhere else. I was um, streaming in last night. We talk about Bobby Rush. I hope his ears are burning as many times as we've mentioned him today. <clears throat> but it, it, the the Oxford Music Festival, so a friend of mine um, pulls up clips from that and throws them out into the, the social media world. So I've had a chance to see a bunch of that, even though I wasn't there. That brings us to today is, in fact, Loud Shirt Day. That's right. The national holiday, Loud Shirt Day. Tab Benoit at the barbecue and blues fest that I went to last week had on the loudest shirt I have seen since David Lindley. And for those of you who know who that is, you will get the point. It looked like it was drawn in crayon. or Actually, not neon markers is how this shirt looked. It was great. You don't think of people wearing those kind of clothes anymore. But there it is. When is the best time to trim muscadine vines? That's going to be January. Unless, of course, they have... If they've pulled their trellis over and you've got to set them back up, I understand that you'd have to prune to do that. But ideally, you harvest now, let them go into their rest, and then prune them before next season. It's really the best way to do that. I've had several people argue with me about any number of those things. Oftentimes it's about, well, I just had to because, blah, 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 we were moving. Or, or, Or it started hitting the truck when I pulled in the driveway. You know, I get all that. Those are the hazards are hazards. 
pruning for the benefit of the tree or the shrub or the other plant is for you. But pruning for hazards is an entirely different thing, and uh, you need to keep those down as much as possible. Children fall broadly into four different eating categories, and no, it is not, you know, chocolate, yogurt, and nothing at all. There, there are people who pay attention to this stuff. Interestingly enough, I didn't pay attention to that, and I think they came out okay, but you know, you have kids, everybody's kids do different things. But, but in my case, I had kids that wouldn't eat anything that was ever in the ocean I had for some years. And I had kids that wouldn't eat anything green for a period of time. You can imagine how that thrilled me. But the truth of the matter is, there was always something else to eat in the house. You get hungry, you can go eat that. No forced here. Eating patterns of children. No, I'm not going to pay any attention to that. But I am going to pay attention to what's going on in my garden. I'm bringing plants in. I hope you are, too. Send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. Come back again next week. We'll do this again. Thanks, Lance. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Here's sunny skies with today's Mississippi Lottery Traffic Report. Ooh-wee, Bob, we got a big pileup of Cash 3 and Cash 4, with Fireball and Cash Pop winners all over the area. But the Mississippi Match 5 line is really rolling. Get your tickets early to avoid high jackpot delays on the Powerball and Mega Millions Parkway. Players are paving the road to Funtown with Mississippi Lottery scratch-off tickets and... Sunny, sunny. Yeah, Bob? We don't have a helicopter. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.